there. It's a previously unreleased, of course, uh, and features two scorching solos from uh, first off Red Beach and then Joel Hoekstra. Joel and I wrote it. Uh, I'd had the basic idea since before Slide It In, uh, forgive me, before Slip of the Tongue, and uh, I'd never been able to finish it with other co-writers. Uh, and Joel just took it and ran with it. And so, you know, I'm very happy I could present my band. But there's three of these, I'm not sure you're aware, uh, the forthcoming releases will be the rock album in June and October is Whitesnake Love Songs. And early next uh, 2021 will be Whitesnake the Blues album. Um, Michael Devon is well represented. Tommy Aldridge is well, well represented. Red Beach is certainly well represented. Joel Hoekstra is all over the Restless Heart album, as is uh, Derek Sherinian, uh, the illegitimate son of John Lord on Scorching <laughs> Hammond. Uh, yeah, he did beautiful work for me. So he's worked on throughout the uh, Restless Heart album and Slip of the Tongue. And it's given him much, much more of a like early white snake legitimacy, I think, uh, which is very pleasing for me. But this has been a labor of love for me to do. Every time I would put like compilation tapes together at home or playlists as they are now, there was always sonic differences between different albums. And I really wanted to change all that. It's definitely the same house of white snake, but with a fresh coat of paint and some new furniture. Right. But, I mean, how, how did you go about pit, uh, picking the songs for each of these three albums? Easy. They're, they're my favorite songs. All right. They're like, you know, they're all, all of them, but they're all, in essence, uh, Nicholas, they're teasers. These three albums are teasers for what's coming down in the next five years. Oh. I recently did a beautiful uh, uh, new catalog deal with uh, the Warner Music Group, Rhino. Uh, I love the people I'm working there. It's the third time in my career. Um, and each time I've worked with Warners has been insanely successful. The first time was with Deep Purple. The second time was in the, the late 80s with the White Snake album, et cetera, Slip of the Tongue. That's when Warner Brothers was distributing um, Geffen Records. Uh, so I, I know a lot of the guys there. We've always wanted to work together. And finally, we uh, it, it came together to make me a, a perfect offer, which in the twilight of my career uh, was amazing. So we were all on the same page. These three albums, the Red, White and Blue trilogy, are a taste of things to come. I'm sure you're aware over the last three years, we've been putting really beautiful box sets together for the hardcore fans. So these are teasers for forthcoming box sets. The first one will be a box set of Restless Heart with tons of footage and extra tracks, the way we do it. The evolution of songs and things, it's, it's going to be really cool. So we have that lined up for uh, Restless Heart, for Good To Be Bad, Forevermore. Uh, of course, it's going to be my 50th anniversary in 23, so we're planning something big uh, for the my purple uh, stuff uh, that I re-recorded, of course, as supposedly my farewell album. <laughs> right. So it's very, very busy stuff. And hopefully, in between all that, I'll be able to do a farewell tour to all my beloved fans out there. I don't know.
You're keeping yourself busy. Well, it's, you know, it, it's what I do. It's my passion. It's oxygen to me. It's, exactly. Uh, you know, to, to have to cancel this year prior to the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, uh, I had my first show in Melbourne earlier this year. And by the second song, my hernias had just popped out something awful and very uncomfortable. Uh, if you're familiar with me as a performer, I'm a very physical performer. Right. All my injuries have been sporting injuries over the decades, and this was particularly uncomfortable. Um, unfortunately, it was a very uh, accommodating two-a-day uh, two schedule initially, so I had a chance to recover. But had the Japanese tour not been cancelled, I very likely would have been stuck in a Japanese emergency room uh, with uh, bilateral inguinal hernias. So these have to be fixed. And of course, at my ripe old age, uh, <laughs> um, my doctor recommends three or four months for me to actually recover. But I wow. really don't. I don't see the touring business recovering. Do you this year? So I don't think there's a problem. This, which is why I made the devastating decision to to cancel the world tour. I just couldn't see that I'd be able to do it, even had that pandemic not come screaming into our lives. Right, right. But I mean, usually, how do you how do you stay in shape? Um, cardio is the easiest thing for me. Right. Um, but I have to be very gentle. I, uh, the only thing I can do now is longer time on recumbent cycle because I can't stress my, uh, for want of a better expression, my nether regions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so no hanging off parachute harness in the bedroom anymore. You know, <laughs> Not for, hopefully, hopefully I will be able to again. But I've been talking to, I'm very well connected in the local community here. Uh, I've been talking to my doctors. It's still not the safest thing uh, to go to a hospital uh, for this surgery. So I'm taking their counsel on what I can actually go in and have the, uh, these hernias sorted out because it's, it's an uncomfortable scenario uh, that I, I need to address not only uh, for my career, uh, but in order for me to actually be able to do a farewell tour, you know, right. um, it's uh, coming up to 50 years, man, five decades of amazing success. Uh, and for just to stop doesn't feel good to my heart and soul at all. Right. I totally you know, get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so this is, you know, uh, the best we can do. You know, when uh, the pandemic started, I spoke to the record company. I said, well, look, what are we going to do? Um, shall we wait until next year? Whitesnake's never been like a, a current fashionable scenario other than the, the MTV days, Halcyon right. days. Uh, so I said, these are not going to age. Do you want to put them back a year? And they said, no, people are going to want music. You know, all the streaming companies like Netflix and uh, um, Spotify, all of these companies have gotten really big because people are stuck at home yeah. and they need uh, to be amused. And like I've said for, for years, you're never alone with a Whitesnake album. So basically we've just put it, put it back like a month or so this uh, you know i'm supposed to be with you guys now in scandinavia on yeah. tour so the 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 rock album was scheduled for the european tour to tie in with the european uk and scandinavian run uh so now it's june so you know and i'm thrilled about it and as i say i've got to keep i, I might have to pause oh no i'm okay i've got 15 minutes i'm supposed to video premiere it's pretty cool what's happening dude uh, uh, john sykes is going to be in this new video oh cool <laughs> quite nice. right his, his guitar solo for fuck's sake i don't know if he's going to be happy but there you go <laughs> <laughs> Says to stay to soothe the pain of 
Let's go back to some of the songs. Uh, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me the story about Judgment Day featuring Steve Vai, of course. Well, Steve's in there, uh, but we've also I got Adrian Vandenberg uh, on the verses now on acoustic guitar. So yeah. we took out Steve's sitar guitar um, in order to f highlight. I got some performances out of uh, Adrian because as you know, he didn't play on the, the actual album as much right. as he wrote the songs with me. And that's always been uh, difficult. And I, I, my primary plan was to have him involved and re uh, record him for the whole record and give him some solos for a box set edition. And, uh, and we just couldn't get the timing together. It was really unfortunate. It cost me a lot of money. Um, you know, waiting with people and we couldn't do it like overseas, like him sending files. So we, I think we got the verse chords from D for the Love, which will be on love songs, of course. Uh, and we got him on acoustic guitar on this, on this mix of Judgment Day. Are you digging the mixes, by the way, Nicholas? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely worth doing, I think. It's been a labor of love and, of course, People are starting to hear it now. I was really surprised the record company wanted to go with always the same, but you know, it's a team. So I've got to honor their feelings as they honor mine. Right. 
Right. If it had been up to me, I would have put on the fucking still of the night, dude, with the ending. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) And is this love has an ending? It's been so many fucking years. When we put it up, I'm going, oh, my God, there's an ending. Fuck it. Let's have that, you know? (laughs) So so they're all new. There's new uh, Steve Vilex we found on Deeper the Love. So, you know, it's really exciting. It's... uh, but the restless heart stuff's very thrilling to me, um, particularly uh, with Joel enhancing Adrian's already super guitar work. Uh, but Derek Sherinian definitely came in and, and just made snaked it up. Man, right, he is a, he's a talent, man. He yeah. really is, and yeah. he he did he pulled out all the stops, no pun intended, you know. <laughs> and and it's like if if you when you hear more of the songs. It's like, it's really no disrespect to Derek's uh, personality and, and individual talent, but it just sounds like John Lord. And it's, and I never asked that of him, you know? He's obviously a very big influence to Derek as a Hammond organ player. Uh, and he just, he just scorched his way through the songs. And, and you haven't heard anything yet until you hear the full, the big picture. Restless Heart is a really kick-ass rock album now. It really is. Restless Heart Restless Mind I'm tired of wasting
was it like working with Steve Vai's guitar player? Because he came from like quite a, a different uh, guitar school, so to speak. Well, you know, my introduction to Vai was a movie called Crossroads when oh, he played oh, the Devil's course. Guitar Slinger. Yes. And at that time, I was still working with John Sykes, and I've I've always seen White Snake. The blueprint of White Snake was the Allman Brothers. I've never wanted two guitar players the same. I've always wanted two different ones: the American star guitarist with Vivian Campbell, uh, traditional style uh, uh, Jeff Beck style with um, Adrian, you know. And then uh, the same. I wanted Adrian to maintain that very solid melodic guitar playing, like we had with Bernie, etc. Um, and have Steve Vai as a guitar hero, but it always comes down to some kind of competitive stuff, which isn't always necessarily positive for the song. Right. So, you know, and I've always, my muse is Jimi Hendrix, so I've always loved extrapolating guitar players who can take the song further. Um, uh, you know, my simple ideas are really basic chords that I give to these guys and riffs, and then I gave a shitty little riff well, it wasn't that shitty, but a decent <laughs> little riff to John Sykes, and he made Still of the Night's riff, which is like one of the biggest guitar riffs in the world. I'd say, actually, would challenge Smoke on the Fucking Water if you could play it, you know? Right. It's a super guitar uh, riff, and I salute John for how he finessed that. Um, but Vi, that's where he came from. I was unaware of his time with whoever the hell he was with. Diamond Day. heard him. Uh, oh, I knew that part, but I, I just yeah. thought, uh, and I know that Dave kept him kind of suppressed, yeah. uh, kept him down, uh, and I just told him, spread your fucking wings, you know. The, I'm, I'm very encouraging and hopefully inspiring to my musicians. I encourage them to spread their wings. If they ultimately choose to shit in the nest, that's when it becomes unsavory for me. <laughs>
you mentioned you mentioned Steel of the Night, which was my next song to talk about, and um, a, a song like that, and you mentioned that riff and all that. When that happened, could you feel that you know you were really onto something? Uh, no, not really. It was just another oh. White Snake album. I'll be honest right. with you. Um, it was, I think. Better. I've always tried to improve from the last album. You know, I'm from a time of uh, it was important in in the 60s and 70s to appear progressive. <laughs> right. Uh, and my idea of being progressive was just to improve as a melody guy, as a telling my story quicker, easier, simpler to understand. Um, you know, better performance from the group, better production, you know, simple stuff rather than radical, drastic stuff. Like I explored the fuck out of the first chapter of Whitesnake in, in three years. We did. That's why people think it went much longer. There's only six albums in three years. I had right. an idiot management deal, which called for two albums a year. Cause I, I ended up being the principal writer for, uh, Deep Purple, and I ended up stuck with one of the managers initially for Whitesnake. Um, so I, I have no idea. I did must have done an awful lot of Peruvian marching powder to deliver <laughs> two albums a fucking year, and a lot of them were really good songs too. But there yeah. was no, the first album was in, uh, recorded and mixed in 10 days. There was no budget for anything significant, you know? Right. So, and I, I sadly, a lot of people on my social media are asking me to revisit those albums and do what I'm doing now, but I don't own those records. Those records right. are owned by the estate of my former manager. Uh, right. I took over running Whitesnake at Slide It In, which is why I can do what I'm doing now uh, without anybody telling me I can't, you know? Wow.
deal of the night in 1987. I mean, there's still got to be some good coin in that. Oh, right. <laughs> this, yes, you see, darling, the significant coin. That's not what I'm talking about. Hang on, Nicholas. I'm going to have to tweet uh, the video that uh, while we're talking here. Sure. Are you okay with that? Yes, absolutely. Let's see. How do I start? <laughs> okay, let's see. Good morning, all. Are you familiar with my social media? Busy doing it. Busy talking to Sweden. Exactly. <laughs> talking to Sweden. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. Then I'm going to go like this. Uh, are you ready? I've never done this before. Dude. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> and then I'll get back to you some, some serious coin. Cheeky bastard, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have some trumpets. Yeah. Keep that question holding there. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Nice. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's see. I don't even know you. Give me all your love. Okay. Oh, so you'll be seeing this as I post it. Cool. Right. <laughs> there we are. Done. I'm back to you. All your oh, my darling. Excellent. The serious coin. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I was almost $3 million in debt after not right. working for three years. Uh, and within three months, I was a millionaire, which is pretty <laughs> happening. Uh, it just flew. It yeah. shocked everyone. When I, I flew back from a very, very sad uh, Christmas visit to my daughter, I'd, I'd been separated from her mother, and they were living in Munich, and I'd flown back after a very kind of sad visit. Uh, you know, my daughter, understandably, was punishing me for, um, for leaving. Yeah. So it was a very emotional, uh, and I, I ended up getting like the flu as I came back. Uh, and I was living in a beautiful suite at the Mondrian Hotel in, in L.A. And I got in feeling absolutely crappy. Of course, you know, when you have the flu, your ears are all over the place. Yeah. I saw there was a production cassette um, from... Remember cassettes, a production cassette oh, yeah. from Geffen for my approval, and already the A and R man. I was pissed off. The A and R man had changed my running order, uh, and foolishly, instead of waiting until I'd rested, I put it on. I thought it was fucking awful, um, <laughs> and I thought I'm completely fucking ruined, uh, and that was it. And then suddenly. Um, it just blew out of the box. Yeah. Uh, radio was waiting for it. We'd had an amazing, successful run with radio with a slided in album in this country, in the US. Uh, so they were waiting for a new White Snake album. So they were all over it. Uh, but the big difference was uh, in that interim time, a significant promotional beast called MTV reared right, its, yeah. its scary Godzilla like head. And that changed the whole thing for a lot of people. Um, Whitesnake was pretty big, but it made the MTV videos, uh, made it just global and sales were just through the roof. It yeah. was just, yeah, it was indescribable. Um, and yeah, it was for over three years. I, 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 it was a, it was an express train that really I, I couldn't get off. 
Right. You know, and very important for me is to be able the time to reflect on if things are right, if I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and by the time I did have a chance to reflect on, I just stopped everything and said, fuck, this is not going the way, uh, you know, my private life was a fucking mess and I needed time to get rid of that. I told all my musicians after the last Super the Tongue uh, show in Tokyo, um, I had my wardrobe girl burn all my clothes in the furnace that was in this huge complex. Wow. And, uh, and I said to my musicians, I'm not going to tell you why. I just need to take a breather. If you have an opportunity, please take it. Uh, I just need to reflect on where I'm at. Uh, and in, uh, I didn't tell them I'd already filed uh, for divorce uh, from my second wife. Right. Um, and and literally, uh, I met my wife of coming up to 30 years, Cindy, who hasn't graced me coming down the stairs yet. Um, <laughs> about a week or so coming back from uh, my Japanese tour. And we, we started off as great friends. Uh, and are now uh, the best of friends and coming up uh, this year in November, celebrating 30 years together. So I met her. And the other thing was, I ended up getting a call from Jimmy Page. I went, oh, fuck, you know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be retiring, you know. Uh, but, but I'd been a fan of Jimmy's from way before Zeppelin, you know, when he was a session guy doing Kinks music and uh, them. Uh, and of course, my favorite band uh, in, in the 60s, of course, was uh, the Yardbirds that had right. Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, who I still adore, and Jimmy Page, you know, come on. It's, it's, uh, it's like I'm emulating the Yardbirds by having my succession of guitar players.
Well, you mentioned sliding in. Love Ain't No Stranger is another song on the rock album. And yeah. I think that is one one of your finest moments. Tell me about that one. Uh, that song uh, came out of um, my first marriage. I think I, I was very much, uh, there's an expression in England, Jack the Lad. I was still found it very difficult to be monogamous, I think. Uh, the opportunities were significant. Yes. And and I really, uh, <laughs> I needed something to write about. <laughs> <laughs> with, with no disrespect to my former paramour. But uh, yeah, so it was one of those. I was alone, I needed love so much I sacrificed all I was dreaming of. All my songs are pretty much journals without naming names. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's, yeah, it's, it's a song that I, uh, I actually felt we were rehearsing for Slide It In at John Lord, bless God rest his beautiful soul. We were rehearsing at his house because at that time, bless him, he needed the money. So instead yeah. of me getting a rehearsal facility, you know, uh, we set up at his house. This was a cozy, of course, Mel Galley, Mickey Moody, and a guy called Colin Hodgkinson. Because at that time, sadly, uh, and, and I, I meant no disrespect because I'm a huge admirer of Neil Murray as a musician, but I didn't think he'd have the balls to play with Cozy. I was very, right. very wrong, you know. Uh, so I brought him back in at the earliest opportunity. He's a stunning, stellar bass player, and his work of everyone stands up uh, for, on all of those early records. Um, but um, the first person I played that idea to was Mick Ralph's. A oh, he'd popped over for a drink uh, and was hoping to have a jam because <laughs> he lived in the neighborhood. Uh, and he said, I said, what do you think of this? And he went, oh, my God, David, you got to do it. It's great. It's great. And then Mel added some parts in there and God rest his soul. You know, it's awful for me to think, Nicholas, that 50 percent of that band has passed. Yeah, you know, I know. Mel Galley, Cozy Powell and John yeah. Ward. Superstitious mind And I 
I'm just thinking, um, uh, possible autobiography. Uh, how white happen? was my snake? Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm still doing shit. I haven't yeah. finished yet. It might be something for down the line. Yeah. Really, um, you know, uh, I love to write, by the way. I'm a reader. I'm, I read like five, six books at a time. Um, so I don't think I'd do it with a ghostwriter. I'd probably want to do it myself. And I don't have, yeah. I don't have that kind of time. If I've got time, I'm picking up a guitar and, and writing some new I idea or whatever. But, um, and now I'm getting a lot of pressure from people to do songs from the dining room table, for God's sake, which I yes. did, as a, did as a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, looking at songs as I started them, really, uh, you know, I can't sit here and there, there are certain songs everybody's asking for Is This Love, but I wrote that on piano. It's hard right. to transition that onto, uh, uh, onto acoustic guitar. Um, but yes, uh, it's something that I'm, there's no preparation for it. I'm just, I do my morning meditation I come out while I'm in my meditation. Somebody whispers to me, give me all you know tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I try to refresh myself with the chords and then just literally switch the iPhone on, record a bit of it, and there you go. Happy Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so there's no, no serious preparation. This wasn't part of a plan. It started no. off, you know, I wrote a blues called Coronavirus Blues, um, which started this whole thing, which was fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> we don't want you anymore, you know. Uh, and even some people, some musicians added to it. It was really cute. Uh, but that's what started this song from the dining room table was a uh, coronavirus blues, uh, yeah. which just went in millions of hits. It was pretty wild. Thank you. All right. Bye. My best to uh, to Darren. Ciao, ciao. I will. I will. I will. Bye. Bye. Running round in circles